Warning, ProTri News is a podcast with different opinions, knowledge and possibly fake news about triathlon racing. This is not for the faint of heart. If you get offended or hurt by what is said, please stop listening and go listen to some uplifting meditation music or just go work out, then try again. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Pro Tri News. This is not your host, Talbot, uh, joining you today with Pat Lemieux. Pat, how are you going? Good. I'm in the triathlon mecca, just holding it down. I'm hosting a, you know, a top three PTO Edmonton athlete here for, for a month coming up. So pretty excited to be host housing for some awesome triathletes coming up. There we go. There we go. And we got also the director of the show, Mr. Kyle Glass. Kyle, how you doing? Man, I'm just elated from a – I love triathlon, but I also really love Formula One, and I really, really love college football, and I'm just like – I'm out of 10 from this weekend of watching Your Your screen time is 12 out of 10 right now this weekend? Yeah. I've just been like – kind of overstimulated it's a good thing it's a holiday weekend because i don't know if i could have been able to be at work on monday i love it and i would say uh short course correspondent chelsea burns but chelsea i don't believe you're the only one that watched super league this weekend because i tuned in as well you turn your introduction to me into a brag about yourself so that's completely (laughs) normal when you when i'm talking that gives me nothing to say. What am I supposed to say? Congratulations. <laughs> Chelsea. Tell us about your race. Tell us about your race. Thanks for asking. Okay, tell me. Be quiet. I did a two cross-country meets on Saturday and a 30K trail run yesterday, so I'm a bit wiped today. But that doesn't mean that I wasn't fully tuned into all the triathlon happening. Well, there we go. There we go. Well, we got a, we got a quick show for you today. Uh we are, I would say, embarking on championship season. We have uh, Super Leagues going on. Then right after that, we kick off the WTS series again for next year. Uh, also, we are coming up on the PTO Tour in Dallas, as well as all the athletes on Instagram everywhere are all doing heat training for Dallas or Kona. We don't know. And then 70.3 Worlds. So, we have a stacked next couple weeks. Uh, let's dive into the show. Kyle, what is on the agenda first of the day? Valencia World Cup in Spain is probably number one, top of the list. Um, I watched the women's race, but I did not watch the men's. Chelsea, you want to hit us off with the women's race? Yes. It was a very, very, very large pack for a women's race. We see those really big packs in men's races pretty frequently, but um, Summer Rappaport looked like she tried to take a really fast swim out to string it out, but it didn't look like it made too much of a dent, and um, it was literally just a very fast run race. Within a few K, there was a group of three women off the front. Lisa Turch, who was your eventual winner, a young Mexican athlete who I don't have the name for on the tip of my tongue, and uh, Leonie Perio. So it was flat, boring course, um, very hot looking, but that's the way it goes in a lot of those World Cups where it literally is just a casual pedal into a very fast run. 
I, I, I tuned in for a little bit, mainly um, just the women's race. I'm not knocking the live stream, but I do want to – I'm not going to tip my hat, Pat. But I think it's really cool, even though that the commentator wasn't the best and it wasn't the best camera shots and all that, at least they have a live feed. Because a lot of people just want to watch and see what's going on. Um, it wasn't the best commentating and things like that. But I, I think it's cool for these – I don't want to say lower-tier races – but at least there's a camera that people can tune in and watch and see what's going on. Do, do you like that, Chelsea? Do you feel like that you can engage with the race a little bit more? Absolutely. I mean, it's the difference between having a race to watch and not having one to watch. And even if it's not a super exciting race, I think that if I know people in it, um, or even just if I want to see how it goes, having some sort of feed, I often to do turn down the commentary and they think this particular race they only had one person talking which is hard to have a conversation with yourself um but yeah definitely every world cup that has a video feed just continues to elevate it and i think the the quality is not obviously what it was in bergen for example but something is something do you think yep men's race men's race the return of mario mola I was so happy to see. I saw as a father. When I saw he post the fastest run split, I was like, "Wow, this he's gonna have a comeback." He out outran split the king of fast run splits, or at least the king of telling us he had fast run splits. Who is that? So we're giving Matt McElroy a hard time. Yeah. If you uh, don't understand, he posted that he had a super fast run split. This goes back to our course record debate back in the day. Do, do run splits really matter? How accurate are they? Whatever to that. Matt well, Mack is on his way back. He, I, We do know all know that he struggled with injury for quite some time, and he had a very good run split, but he was super excited about it. I think what I was hinting at wasn't necessarily a run course record. I think that Matt, even when he has a race that isn't his best race, say he's 10th, he often gravitates towards letting the world know that he was the fastest runner in the race, even though he was only 10th in the triathlon. And while that is an impressive feat to be good at running, it is important to remember that this is triathlon, which is the summation of swimming, biking, and running. So while it is cool to be fast at running, at the end of the day, being good at triathlon is what we care about. Is that not what you think? Yeah, I think you summed it up. I mean, I wonder how many amateurs are sitting right there tapping their like head right now being like, Shit, I just told my wife that even though I didn't do good this weekend, I had the fastest run split. Dang it. And not to, um, back to the race, the winner of the race we haven't even mentioned was Macias, Brazilian, beat Mario Mola, who was second, and Matt McElroy, who was third. And if you don't know, he is coached by the man, uh, infamous man, Russ Hutton. So, as you know... He has a great track record of developing athletes, and this may be another athlete that he is working on developing. Um, Manuel Messias from Brazil also won 2015 Junior World Championship in Chicago. Um, that was the year that the swim, I believe, got canceled, and then it was just uh, it was ended up being a duathlon, um, and it was run by run, and he ended up winning that race as well. So uh, he's someone that's been like up towards the top, but we'll see if he can. 
Beat it. He's also, also on a U23 podium in Cozumel. Mm. And he won the junior race in Las Colinas, Dallas, Texas in 2014. I remember because I was there. That was the first time I ever saw him. The same race course that the PTO Open's happening on. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk? Um, you, Kyle, you started off saying the hottest race of the weekend. I got to disagree with you a little bit. I think the Super League was actually pretty entertaining. And I all would right. say it was more entertaining than this World Cup. Definitely Tell us about it. There Tell us about it. Tell us about it. Well, I just watched the men's race. Uh, I'm going to hit it back over to Chelsea because she can probably give us a better definition of highlight. I do know it still is just a little bit confusing. And I hate that Matt Hauser, uh, who's on Team Australia, well, he's on Team, oh, I don't know what uh, team he's on. Eagles. Eagles. Earlier in the race, they got a penalty, and unfortunately, he had to serve it. And I... Okay, yeah. let's, let's explain that yeah, to make Chelsea. everyone who didn't watch it, just so that's not out of the blue. Uh, even though you mentioned we talk about the women's race, Matt Hauser was in the men's race. Um, <laughs> nobody left. Okay. <laughs> um, so he... One of they all the teams have the same uniforms, so in swim caps, they look very similar as humans. Jamie Riddle, friend of the pod, teammate of Matthew Hauser, false started one of the swims. And I think the officials thought Jamie was Matt, gave Matt a very spontaneous penalty in transition, which I think probably may have cost him the race. He uh ended up ultimately second behind Hayden Wild, but it was pretty close. And I mean, I think Matt Hauser is built for Super League. Um, I think, Talbot, maybe you'll see this as you continue to watch more because I know you're, you'll be watching them every weekend now through September and part of October. But the formats really just favor your solid swimmers. And Matt Hauser is one of the best swimmers in the sport. So I think when you see them change up the order of triathlon, say it's run, bike, swim, and they're forced to dive in the water and swim last, you're usually swimming fresh, less fatigued. But when you throw them in the water fatigued, you really see those talented swimmers just kind of rise above. Um, and your weaker swimmers suffer a lot more when they're tired. So anyways, Matt Hauser got gypped this past weekend, but I think the kid will be back. He is extremely talented and fun to watch. And I hope he, um, yeah, gives Hayden, Hayden Wild a run for his money in the races coming up. So, and he even had the short shoot. He but, did have the short shoot, but the poor kid looked just tanked by the time he got yeah. to that last run. Although he did stay in front of Alex E, if you tuned in, Alex E, the commentators. I mean, I, I thought that they were going to just worship his feet and wash his feet when he finished. Like, oh, Alex E will run these guys down, no problem. And Alex kind of just stayed back. Which later on in the post-race interview, Alex was like, oh, yeah, I'm just out here for fun. I'm actually really focusing on the WTS series this year, so the Olympic distance. And I was kind of like, oh. Alex, he opted to only do one Super League this season. He chose London, which I believe he's from London or just around there. So it was kind of the one race he opted for, it being his hometown. Um, Alex, Yee's team had a short shoot. So the way that the format was set up in London was the teams could earn a short shoot and then award it, the team captains would award it to whoever they decided. Um, and even though his team had one, I think their captain gave it to Vasco Velasa. 
So Yee's didn't get a short shoot. Um, but yeah, he definitely looked to be focusing on the series, which is a few more Olympic distance races um, in the next few months. And then on the female side, uh, I didn't watch the female side because I didn't get up that early. It's not because I'm sexist or anything. I just didn't get up that early. I didn't get up that early either, but I watched it after the fact because, um, as the podcast listeners know, um, may may not know, a good friend of mine had a very good race, and I felt uh, like I really wanted to see it, and I was very impressed. So the podium was Cassandra Bogrand, Taylor Spivey, who I was very, very impressed with, hasn't looked like that in a race in a long time. And third was Georgia Taylor-Brown, who is the reigning champion of last year's Super League. Didn't look like she had quite found her legs yet. She just came down from altitude in Font-Rumeau. But um, also, maybe can we just like tell them how the format went? Because I feel like that would give more context. And I do want to pay, give attention to Super League because we don't have many races to talk about today. And I think it's important, based on feedback we've gotten, that we make the listeners know we do care about this. Is that yes. okay? Yeah. Okay. So next triple mix do you want to tell us kyle uh i believe it's swim bike run and then run bike swim uh yeah and then run swim bike swim run finish yeah no yes i think that was i can't remember exactly the point is the orders were all changed around and there was a two minute break between the first two, and I think there was a four-minute break between the second and the third. I could be wrong. but And then the important thing is, is stage one and two are mass starts, and then this third stage is like a hot pursuit, basically, of like you start based on how you finished like the last, Correct. the first two stages. Correct. So on the third pursuit style stage, uh, Taylor Spivey got to start first, Cassandra Brogrand went chasing her down. So it, it, I think it is fun to watch. And like I mentioned in the men's race, um, those swims when they're kind of not diving in together and they're chasing each other or if they're swimming tired, I just think it it brings a very interesting element to the sport that we don't otherwise see. And also, Talbot, you missed by missing the men's race. Taylor, as she came out of the water to go sprint in out of the swim, body checked one of the announcers. I thought it was a team captain. I thought it was the uh, other team uh, captain. Yeah, I guess I don't know exactly who it was. She was wearing a polo, though, so she definitely wasn't an athlete. I did see that video. It was pretty great. It was pretty good, yeah. So Taylor's going to be moonlighting as a linebacker this college football season. Yep, yep. I wouldn't never mess with Taylor. Me neither. That's all I'm going to say. If I was another female, I would never do anything to ever offend Taylor because she will we don't encourage physical abuse in the show. All right. So and that it was Super League. Super League. There is this is the championship series. So they race again this coming weekend. Correct? Yep. In Munich, Germany. They're already there. Uh, and and Chelsea, how do they get from one place to another? I know it's by airplane, but do they rent them, like charter them a jet or a plane or something, or are they just flying commercial? Uh, my understanding is they're on a commercial flight. I know there was a Super League, but I think that they did get a private plane. Um, but I think it was when they were going to Jersey or somewhere pretty small, but London right. to Munich, plenty of flights. So I think they could go with the commoners for that. Yeah. Yeah. And then Munich this coming weekend is 
the enduro format. So it's three triathlons back to back to back. Yikes. Um, be tune sure in. to tune in. It's, be sure yeah, to tune the in. Timing, the timing is tough for us. It's again at 4 a.m. Pacific time. They start the women. So it isn't ideal for us Americans, but you can watch it after the fact. Super League posts it on YouTube. So if you're as passionate as I am, you will do just that. Uh, I think that was all the racing from this weekend. There's a 70.3. Do you have the results from that, Talbot? Or do you know anything about what happened? Yeah. Nope, I don't, but we can move on then if we don't even have them. It I, sounds like a race that wasn't. Whoa, Pat. Hey, good morning. Hey, how's it going? I'm I'm look, I mean, we broke we broke the news. Can we can we move to PTO Dallas? That's not even this weekend yet. <laughs> I'm ready to talk about it as well though, Pat. I'm sorry, Chelsea. I'm still Okay, I am too. I just didn't know if we're skipping over anything else critical. Well, Stanley. I'm looking at I'm I'm the, the only thing I hate about Super League. I'm sorry that I not that I hate Super League in America and PTO Dallas are going to be on at the exact same time, the 17th and 18th. What time does Dallas start in the afternoon? Yeah, you too. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that one too. Oh, right, at right, right. two okay. o'clock. In Dallas, Texas. Meat prep. When I was just down there. It was 94 degrees and 84% humidity. It was actually insane. We'll can get I, to it. Can I talk about the bike course? Yeah. Pat, you was, still like it. You're mad right now. No, no, no. I was just of the impression, you know, that they were going to make all of these bike courses technical and that was going to be their thing. That was just what I had in my the brain after Edmonton. So to come and, you know, where pro try news got to release the, the pro bike course today on our Instagram feed uh, and see that it is just going to be a seven mile out and back, you know, drag strip. I think that that really changes the dynamic of the race and it will be a very different race than what we saw at the Canadian open in Edmonton. And so, you know, I just, Tell, but where, did the athletes know about this course at all when they when they were training for it, or has this been is this really what we released? Is that new to, news to them as well? I, I I think the course is news to the athletes as well. Um, first off, there's no such thing as a hill in Dallas. I mean, yeah, you can get on the outskirts and stuff, whatever. I'm sure you can find hills, but I mean, there's not much around this course. Uh, technical side, I think that might just be an assumption that you had. It was a yeah. Yeah, they, they just wanted to make it to where I can't I can't I'm not speaking on beating PTO. I'm assuming they want all courses to be different. They do want to do a long distance race one day, a two hundred K race from what we hear, or it could even be the full distance race. Um and then add another hundred uh, K distance race in as well. I think it's just what they have to play with. I did have a chance to go down there uh twice now. I've been on the course twice since I've seen the professional version. It's going to be pretty gnarly. I mean, it's a lot more spread out. When you think seven loops, you think that, like, what the heck? This, they're just going around in circles. I mean, essentially they are, but it's going to be, like, some long out and backs, but especially extremely spectator-friendly. I got a message on my Instagram that was like, oh, if Iron Man was doing this, 
you'd be pissed. And I was like, that's not necessarily true. I mean, yes, this would be impossible if amateur athletes were racing on the exact same right. course at the same right. exact time. This would, yeah, that, that would be chaos and a nightmare. And he said something to be on the lines of spectator friendly isn't always good for TV as long as you have good TV coverage. And I'm like, a controlled course like this, I like it. I no, think it's, it's gonna incredible. Be, I mean, these are on the, on the bike loop, you're going to see seven miles will roughly take 20 minutes. And so, and with the spread that you'll see out of the swim, I mean, it's going to, the 15 minute gap in between first and last place roughly is going to go by quick. Um, I think the big thing that I'm thinking about Talbot is do we have any initial readings on the water temp? Oh, it's going to be brutal. Because if you have to do a 2K swim. Everything there is high. If you have to do a 2K swim and you're wearing a swim skin, I mean, you, you could be, you're just going to be baking in there. The biggest concern... I don't want to jinx the race, but the biggest concern is going to be dumping enough chemicals in the pond to make it to where there's no algae or no problems with things growing in there. Is that, and I'm not familiar with the swim there. I mean, is that what is it? It's a pond swim where they're going to do two or three laps. It's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty big size lake, Carl. I, I forget how big it is. Uh, it's a pretty good size. I mean, it was really cool. Los Colinas if you've been there in the past uh, and raced there before, the course is uh, to the pro athletes listening. It's a completely different venue place, everything from when we were there in 2014. I mean, there is restaurants galore. Toyota's done a big number there, uh, live music. I mean, there is so much going on. I actually don't think you could ask for a better venue. I thought that the Edmonton venue was pretty uh, spectacular. The biggest problem that we even knocked PTO about, Pat, was no, no spectators could get to the venue. I mean, it was literally blocked off. This is extremely spectator friendly. The athletes come through the grandstand seven times. I believe four on the run. I could be corrected on that. I don't think I don't. I don't have the exact run course on me. The venue and the and the area is incredible for racing. Also, the concrete is like brand new, nice, nice, smooth concrete. It is going to be hot. I can't. I can't even emphasize on how hot it's going to be. I know we knocked Ben Canute last week on the show on his heat training. Uh, but, I mean, I think we're going to see some athletes drop like flies. And we are, and I think that – I mean, it, I can't even express to you how hot it's going to be. It was like hell down there when I was recording. Literally, I was getting in the car. Well, first I got my cameras out, and they fogged up for 20 minutes. I literally just set them there because it was so humid and so hot and just going from the car to the outside. And then – I was getting out of the car to record and I get back in the car in the AC for like five minutes. <laughs> I'm not a professional athlete, but it was, it's just hot. And the athletes that have raced like Ironman Texas or 70.3 Texas, like those races are so early in the year that you don't get the real heat and humidity of what it's early like in the year and early in the morning. These yeah. races are literally starting at two o'clock. One forty-five is the, when the mail starts. First off, that's stupid. That is literally the hottest point of the day. And if you thought athletes were dropping like flies and uh, and cramping in Edmonton, good it's gonna lord, be, it's going to be insane. It's so going to add to the drama. You better get your nutrition plan sorted out ASAP. Can I ask a question? Why do you think they made this decision? Uh, there, there's the 100K race. That's the whole idea. Chelsea is. Everyone races in the morning, the amateurs, and then they get to watch the pros after their race. So that's the whole idea of, of the PTO races. So they don't race at the same time. So that's why it's in the afternoon. 
they start at 145, so it gives them enough time to last finisher to come through, maybe like an hour and a half before uh, the pros go off. And then somewhere the, around there, the women on Saturday they race a little bit earlier, I believe. They race at noon yeah. instead because that is the 25k race, which the sprint race. I would say I'm I'm doing, but I'm an amateur athlete. I'm not a pro, and we don't talk about amateurs in this show, so it's whatever. Chelsea's former pro athlete, so that's why we talk about her uh, races. Actually, technically, still is a pro athlete, right? Yeah, because you yep. still get tested all the time. <laughs> yep, I got a drug tested one month ago. Got my results letter this week. Still in there the system, go. guys. So, Pat, I I don't know. Uh, someone said they can't wait for you to see the cones. But I'm I'm confused because if you look at some of my drone shots, I don't it's even think you really median. need cones. There's yeah, a, there's a median, isn't there? I mean, you're not gonna. There's there's median at pretty much at all times, and then there. I mean, there's even late. I mean, it is. It's a freaking rad course. I can't wait. And the 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 U turns, Talbot. The U turns are sweeping U turns, so I'm they're big. not. It's not like you're like coming yeah. to a complete stop. Correct? It's a six lane traffic U turn. It's not one lane, so you're not yeah. literally. I mean, it is a one eighty. But I mean, you're, you're you're it's three lanes wide, so you're you're sweeping pretty big on on a U-turn. I guess I so. just you know after seeing after seeing the uh, the bike course today, I mean it's uh, I think that it's clear like when we see these courses that are drag races on the bike, whether it's Daytona, um, I'm trying to think of another one that's just like quite flat and power on the whole day. Uh, you we ultimately I think see greater splits in the races than we anticipate and so i think you know this race combined with the heat um and then the you know really now what we've seen on both the men and the women's side the quality of field is so high uh Mm -hmm. i I think i think we're in for two days of awesome awesome racing and i mean it i it's uh, it's unfortunate daniela's not racing and gustav and christian but outside of those three I mean, I, I, I don't see anyone else that's missing these start lines. What's the most important thing here on this bike course? Is it like being arrow or most power or like who? I mean, it's going to be straight power the whole time. It's a slight uphill. Like I mean, when you're talking uphill, you're talking about like six, two, sorry, 200 feet of gain from the bottom of the course to the top. And then it's essentially downhill. So. Yeah, I mean, we see we've seen this at Daytona in the past, Kyle. Is that you you need to be able to put power down for eighty kilometers, maintain your position, and then know how to run off of uh, off of that static effort. And another athlete that will be interesting to see, since we don't have his cheerleader here with us, is Mark Matthews, uh, and cheering on Alistair Brownlee. This Alistair is racing. Alistair's fit and in shape now. Um, but this, we know he got stomach cramps in Canada. But, I mean, on paper, Alistair should win this. I mean, front swim pack, rides a bike away from everyone, and outruns everyone. But I still, it's going to be very bike-heavy course. We've seen Alistair in the hot, humid temperature. Uh, on paper, he should win, though. But I mean, we're all going to chat about this later on. I don't want to get too far into the details, but every time Alistair's raced in the heat, it's been fine. Brazil, gold medal. Cosmel carried his brother half a mile to the victory to win a world championship. 
Okay, so my my question is final question on uh, the PTO U.S. Open. Are we are we going to split the shows and do a women's only preview, a women's only post race, or are we going to do like joint preview and then separate? Are we going to do a post race on site of the women? I mean, I'm I'm even. We're going to have Chelsea. That's going to be Chelsea. Is it two days of racing in California at Super League? You're going to be there, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to be in Super League Malibu, at Super League Malibu, but it's just one day. Oh, their website says two days of racing. I didn't know if they split Maybe the uh, male and the female. Yeah, age group race. And, and and so I'm assuming they'll race on Sunday, right? Uh, No, Saturday. Saturday. I, I don't actually. I'm not. I think it's Saturday. I'm planning to go down on Thursday. Yeah. I don't know, Pat. Maybe maybe we can uh, do like a, pre, a pre-show, uh, get some people on. And maybe uh, Chelsea uh, can get with some of her. I mean, who knows? Taylor might even win on home soil. That's kind of her stomping grounds, isn't it? In Malibu, where sure did, where is. was she a lifeguard at? Uh, L.A. Well, she's from like Manhattan Beach. Mm. It's so, out, but close enough. You, you well, can possibly do a recap show. There. Yeah, I'll do a yeah. recap show. Yeah, we, we we can we can split them up. We can we can do three episodes, four episodes that week. What whatever's easy, Pat. And Pat, are you going to come down? Are you going to make the trip? I I find out tomorrow. There we go. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun week. I'm like I'm more worried about how many uh, socks, unders, and shirts I'm gonna have to pack given this heat. I'm gonna be sweating through them all. It's gonna be uh, horrible. Sorry, do you use the word unders? I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so aaron aaron lionel's wife isn't coming anymore and laura jean was at the course with me we were recording and she's like oh this is way too hot i'm probably just not even gonna come down i i really don't care too much yeah it's like she's like i I, if if i watch the race not that i care if i do i can just watch it from my phone at the house i was like i ain't hating on you yeah yeah so. But we're I'm going down on Wednesday, so I'm sure we can do something as far as getting doing as many shows as possible, doing interviews, pre-race, post-race, um, getting as many sound bites as we can. Yeah. Okay. And we we just we we completely pivoted. We got tons of races this weekend. Let's talk about. We got Wisconsin coming up. Ironman Wisconsin. Heather Jackson's on this circuit list, um, as well as Ben Hoffman, two people that race very well, doing a lot of Ironmans, especially once very close to Kona. So that'll be very interesting to watch. Um, you also have, I mean, Andy Potts is doing this race. Cody Peels is doing this race on the men's side. Uh, Brent McMahon, Nick Chase. Another athlete that is yeah. in America that you could probably flip a coin to see if he's going to start or not. Cam Worth, you won't know until the day before. He's here. Oh, I know he's here. Oh, someone told me yesterday they saw him walking around L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he, he's in L.A. He's oh. at his L.A. house. I thought I had intel for you. Uh, he, well, the problem is, is he just got bored of Andorra. He was like, oh, I need yeah. to go back to the States. You know, actually, one time Cam told me, and, he, and, and I thought he was joking around. He told me, he's like, oh, no, I'm going to, when I get on with Tripod, I'm going to go be a kicker for the L.A. Rams. And I was like, wait, what? And he was like, no, I'm, and I thought he was joking, and, and he's being serious. He's like, no, I can, I can kick a football really far. He said he's going to go, when he gets done with drive on a couple of years, he's going to go kick for the LA Rams on the NFL team. He said he knows some people. There. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, 
One name that very that interests me on this Ironman Wisconsin start list, someone that's been doing really well lately is Adam Fay. So I don't know if he's just like on the up and up or like what the story is behind him. But every time I've seen him race lately, he's been like towards the front and like really pushing the pedal. I think that's someone that could possibly pop and go to the next level. Yeah, he's been around for a little bit. Uh, have, have we talked team. about how have we talked about how hard the bike course is at Ironman Wisconsin? No, tell us why the bike course is so tough. Because yeah. they head out west of Madison to Blue Mound State Forest, and it's incredibly uh, hilly out there. So tons of you know, roughly like 10 to 15 minute climbs, but all, you know, that would be north of eight, nine, 10%. So there's just a ton of, a ton of riding and, you know, what would be your easiest gear on, on the tri bike. So uh, it's flat to get out there. I think it's two, they do two loops. um, But, but what you spend the time out doing in in blue mounds is, is very, very challenging. And then the run, it's not flat around Madison. It's undulating, and a lot of U-turns. So the run is not necessarily um, fast either. There you have it. And then also uh, our sister station, that triathlon life, Nick Goldston's also doing that race. So shout out to Nick. Amateur athlete, Kyle. We don't talk about amateurs on here. We love I know. Nick. Yes, yes, sure, sure. Uh, and another athlete that is no longer racing in Wisconsin and gave up on his Ironman dream for this year is Big Mets. Uh, he won't be racing, but I do believe I could be corrected. This is the first, uh, qualifying week, uh, for the next year's Ironman world championship, which will be a two day event. So if you're an athlete and you get a slot this weekend, go ahead and book your Kona accommodations. Or if you know you're going to get a slot, just book up now for next year. Uh, Iron Man Wales. There, just wait. Yeah, true. Iron Man Wales. This is an interesting one. We have Mr. Skipper on this list. Is he trying to pay for his Kona trip? I think it's just a home for him. So I think that's why he's racing it. But you also have Leon Chevalier, who should give him a kind of a run for his money, kind of put him under pressure all day. Um, anyone else interest you? Mm, not really. Reese Barclay. There we go. He'll race, then to come over to the States, him and Lucy. Isn't that another non-pro? Is he a pro? He's, He's a pro. pro. He's oh. a pro. He's a pro. Whoa, Chelsea. Right. Jeez, you're going to get us canceled. <laughs> that was, that was a Mark comment right there, but they, they, no, I just, did, I legitimately didn't know. I mean, yeah. Yeah, he, he races. He races professionally. He races complicated. professionally. Um, uh, another race this weekend, Ironman 70.3 Santa Cruz. We see the return of the Tim and Renee show. Tim O'Donnell, Miranda Carperay ranked right at the top of this list. Chelsea's going to be going. there. Chelsea, you're going. Well, then why don't you just race? Because yeah, I would do poorly. You said we have a bike to ride. Kyle, give us a rundown because we have Matt Sharp there as well. You got Matt Sharp. You got Tim O'Donnell, Matt Burton, Eric Lagerstrom. Oh, Marty. Marty, 
Andrew, who did very well in uh, 70.3 Boulder. Just got to watch him a little bit on the drafting. Um, and then you also have uh, just saw Chris Hammer, who, if you know, Chris Hammer is a um, – what is the word? Paraplegic athlete. He only has one uh, – he's missing one of his hands. Yeah. And he's a pro athlete. And then also you'll see the return of Elliot Bach, who's been injured the last few months. So he's going to be racing. Um, and then we'll see how many athletes. I believe Matt Sharp is the only athlete that's doing the double of 70.3 Santa Cruz and then going to Dallas. Yeah. And Eric Lagerstrom's racing, and he's not racing in um, Dallas due to the heat. He said that he struggles recovering. <laughs> Um, from some big heat races, it, it's just really tough to recover. And I think we've seen that with a lot of athletes from Tommy Zafiris in Dallas, actually, uh, pretty much called it into his pro career. Uh, Johnny Brownlee's been really struggled ever since this kind of heat stroke. So a lot of athletes sometimes for the well-being just avoid stuff like that. Ghost as well. For some reason, uh, it didn't. the start list didn't make it onto our spreadsheet. But I do believe that it's going to be the um, the usual suspects down in Australia. Nick Free, Caleb Noble, Max Newman, Tim Reed, Tim Van Berkel, uh, Kevin McKinnon. And then you'll also see the likes of Lottie Wilms, Kira Siddle, uh, Hannah Wells, and Kylie Simpson. So all names to watch out for on that start list. Challenge Amsterdam. European champs. Um, long course. You have Lucas Wout, um, Tom Oosterdeck, Andy Sarkonowitz, and I believe uh, Thomas Sturger. And then for the women's race, you have Els Beiser, and pretty much that's it. So be on the lookout for those. Unfortunately, none of these races have out, have coverage on outside TV. So be sure to be glued to your phones and the Ironman tracker as well as the challenge tracker. So the only race you can watch this weekend is going to be Super League. So be sure to tune in. Oh, wait. Oh, boy. There's another World Cup. <sighs> is there really? Yeah, I told you there's three in a row. Where are we where are we at this weekend, Chelsea? Carlo Vivari. Epic course. Honestly, guys, I'm not just saying this. It's really a good course. It's Olympic distance, finally. And a very, very beautiful city in um Czech Republic. Is this is Matt Matt going to this? He is. Should we pull up? I don't know the style list, but I need to look really quickly because since we now are really into World Cups, we cannot just gloss over this. I feel personally yeah. committed to this. Manuel Messiah, Sam Dickinson, Casper uh, Storns. Seth Ryder. I'm expecting something great from him. Seth Ryder and Matt Mack. And then uh, in the women's race. Women's race, you got Summer Rappaport, Lisa Emily Kretz. Yep. Uh, Liani Perio again. A bunch of Germans. Oh my gosh, six Germans in the top uh, 10 here on the numbered start list. Anyways, 
there will probably be decent feed of this. It's a World Cup that's been going on. It's a pretty just long-standing one, really well supported. It's kind of the like home race of Vendela Frantova, who is retired now, but one of the longest racing athletes on the circuit. So that race is going to be on Sunday as well. Nice. Then you get a World Cup break, guys. Don't worry. Nice. Yeah, but there's four. I mean, I saw that there's four at the end of the year all in Asia. Those must have been the two – were the two in South Korea, were they originally on the front end of the season and then they got moved to the to the fall? I assume, yeah, at least a few of those have been rescheduled because usually there are two or three, kind of just that Japan and – Miyazaki Japan and Tongyong South Korea – are the late season World Cups in Asia? <laughs> the fact that there are more would, I assume, be a result of rescheduling from yeah. Asian countries canceling because of COVID. Mm. COVID and, we're, and we're still time. like a month out. We're still like a month out from the WTCS race, the next one. Big show when those come back. Oh, yeah. We'll be doing big shows. Okay. Let's dive into hot takes. I put we this on hot- here pre. Yeah, I wrote some down. Oh, wow. The first hot take is Super League versus PTO. This is a text thread that Kyle and I were chatting about because Kyle thought it was strange that the PTO shared Super League's photo of Hayden Wilde winning. Do you think that's strange, Chelsea? It is a bit strange. Are they in cahoots? Thank you, Chelsea. I don't know the connection between those two businesses. Pat, do you think it's strange? I mean, I think it's the PTO, if we could go back and look at all their posting, like it's clear that they lean into if they're, you know, the athletes that they're giving the halo effect to have success in other arenas, they'll bring that over and, and shine a light on that on their platforms. So, uh, no, I don't I don't see that that's outside of their their norms and, and behaviors and how they've conducted themselves already. Uh, I think if it's straight up, the question was, is it PTO? Simply the question was, is PTO or Super League better? Is that is that the question, Talbot? No, it, it was that because I, I was debating with Kyle. Kyle thought it was strange. And I was like, that's not strange at all. If PTO is acting as like a, a promotional, like the governing body almost of the professional athletes organization. They're, like they're here to yeah. promote athletes. Yeah. So when, when Christian Blumenfeld won the Ironman World Championship, they congratulated him. When Danielle Reef won, they should congratulate her. When Jan Ferdino dropped out of Kona, yeah. they let it or St. George, they let everyone know. So I don't yeah. think there's really Yeah. No I think it's cool actually that they are promoting athletes outside of their avenue and races. Yep. I think that's something that they've been doing. So obviously they leaned in and they helped storytell even around sub seven and sub eight. So for the PTO yeah. to be like, yay Hayden sucked in our race, but look, he just won Super League, so he's actually still really good. <laughs> he was sick in PTO. I'm not, this isn't a Hayden Wild dig because I know I've done that before on the podcast. The kid is really, really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing was that I think Kyle was kind of getting at is we, we have heard from Intel from people that Super League does not like PTO and sees them as a direct competitor of PTO. Do you think that's why they put partnered with the race in Malibu the same weekend? Should that be one of my interview agendas when I'm down there? Super League CEO, what do you think of the PTO? 
Yeah, you should ask. I've actually heard behind the scenes that they that PTO doesn't really care. They don't even see them as a threat, but Super League completely sees them as a threat. Sees PTO as a threat, which I don't know why, but I don't think it's. I, I think they're completely different. Yeah. So, but I don't think that PTO. I'm sorry. I don't think the Super League. Not. I don't think I heard the Super League does not like PTO. We should one day have a list of level of threat. You know, like. Top threat being Iron Man, bottom threat being I don't know Xterra, you know, and like yeah, yeah. Um, Ooh, I, that'd be good. I I have a question, Chelsea, around the Super League rules. So in these in these like enduro, short, super hyper short course um, races, you know, they've had different rules throughout the years about you know taking your cap and goggles completely off and then having to put them back on. And I saw a lot of athletes racing with. Um, swim caps under their helmets with goggles around their necks. I don't remember seeing that in previous Super League races. Has there been a change to the rules in in how they're treating cap and goggles, or what, what do you know about that? Um, I've seen it before, so I don't think it's a brand new thing, but I definitely think it's format dependent. I think we're seeing, obviously, we saw more of it in London because they were going right into that swim. And I, I asked Taylor about this. I was like, you look ridiculous with a cap under your helmet. And she was like, but look how much faster I was through transition because of it. So they do have, like, just to comment on their rules, they have their own rule book. And um, I listened to a little bit of the commentary and they were like, oh, we had to dive deep in the rule book on, I can't even remember what the situation was. So they have their own rules, but that is allowed. And it is, um, I think if you watch those transitions closely, you'll see that those little things like having a swim cap on under your helmet that can be the make or break difference because this race is either all about transitions or all about just like, yeah, swimming too. Yep. Okay. Um, last kind of hot take. Uh, athletes gearing up for Kona. I, I just wrote this down as a hot take because it makes me excited. I mean, we haven't seen this in three years. So, yeah, I mean, we are finally, I love, I love this season. I live for this freaking season, seeing all the, I mean, Braden Curry's all are already over there doing a training camp. We had Rudy Von Berg complain about Kona prices, but he's already been over there 20 to 30 times doing camps over there. Um, so I don't know. I love this. I love this season. Athletes getting pumped. We got, Cat uh, Matthews, Patrick Lang, all of them going down to their their little angel camp in the Woodlands, Texas, getting uh, the heat training going on. So, and I believe Mark's going to join him pretty soon. Do you know? Do you know Pat? Still going to be a couple weeks. Still going to be a couple weeks. Yeah. So keeping war training still. I do. I do want to say something about Kona real quick. Um, I want to say thank you to the people that sent us DMs that said if Kyle's looking for a place to stay, I actually found a place in the middle of the night. I was searching on Airbnb. It must have just listed, and I found a place, booked it. Kind of staying a little bit off the beaten path, but should be all right. And it was actually not too terribly priced. And I also have a couple of plus ones joining me. So, Pat, I, you coming out to Kona? No. No. Chelsea, <laughs> you coming out? No, no. All right. We'll be solo riding. Mark, Kyle, and I. I think we're going to have some – we might have some plus ones for our uh, live show in Kona. So stay tuned for that. 
while working on that. All right. Big fans of the show will be your plus ones. Big fans of the show? Do you get what I'm saying? Are you dropping uh, some secrets? A hint? Yeah, sorry. I'm hint. bad at that, as you know. All right. We'll cap the show right there. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the show. As we hit championship season, we'll be um, – pumping out a lot of content, uh, trying to post more on the Instagram as well to keep you guys updated on some professional triathlon news. Hence, uh, make sure you check out the new bike course today that we posted, and we will be back next week.